0: Yeah. It is Wednesday, March 17th, here at Draft Shark Studios. Welcome to the third quick hit podcast in our Dynasty Prospect Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Shoff. With me, as usual, is Jared Smola. And our first eight scouting reports on this year's incoming rookies are now live on draftsharks.com. Every single one is a free read. We have many more on the way leading up to the NFL draft. Check them out. Get yourself familiar with the next class, even if just for redraft purposes. You don't have to play Dynasty for these guys to matter. Today, we're going to turn our focus to our first running back in the series this year. It's Oklahoma's Ramondre Stevenson. He's not first because we rank him atop the class. He just happened to be the first guy in the schedule. I posted today's profile, Jared, so here's a quick summary. It might not even be all that quick because he's got kind of a complicated background to get through before we get to where he is now. Stevenson had a tremendous junior year in high school. It made him a player of the year in Las Vegas, but then he lost nearly all of his senior year to a broken foot. That helped lead him to be a zero-star recruit. In ESPN's recruiting rankings, his grades apparently suffered. It it, um, hurt his ability to qualify for college. He ultimately took a year off from football. After that, went to community college in California. Even there, he had to wait a year because there were just guys already ahead of him on the team that the coaches were committed to. Got to start as a sophomore, went over 2,000 yards rushing there. The coach loved him. You can read about that online. After that season, Stevenson was a four-star recruit as a JUCO transfer. He chose Oklahoma out of nine FBS offers. Then he opened his Sooners career in a, a crowded backfield again. He was behind Kennedy Brooks, behind Trey Sermon to open that year. Plus, there was Jalen Hurts as the quarterback the year that he was a Heisman finalist. So that was absorbing more carries. Just not that much work available. Trey Sermon had issues with coach Lincoln Riley. He ended up transferring to Ohio State after the 2019 season. Brooks opted out for 2020, so it opened the door for Stevenson to kind of take over the backfield, but he had another delay to his development there. Stevenson had a positive marijuana test at the end of 2019, and apparently, I didn't even know this until reading about Ramondre Stevenson, but apparently NCAA rules say that one positive marijuana test means you are suspended for half of your team's games For the season it came at the end of 2019 so Stevenson missed their bowl game that season and then he missed the first five games of the 2020 season just because of that one positive marijuana test so he missed those games he did come back he was he worked on the scout team while he was out so that's the kind of worker he is Came back, still led the team in all rushing categories over the six games he did play, handled basically 50% of the rushing work after returning from that suspension, closed out his season with a huge rushing line against Florida in the Cotton Bowl, and was even fourth on the team with three receptions per game for the season.
1: Yeah, that's a lot there on Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, the marijuana thing, that's probably going to be off the NFL's banned substances within a couple years anyways. That's not a concern for me. I know you mentioned in your scouting report that Stevenson broke one of his feet in high school. I mean, you can consider that potentially a durability concern, but it's so long. Ago. To me, the biggest knock against him is just we, we haven't seen a whole lot of him. I mean, the guy has, what, 200-something carries in college, 165 carries at Oklahoma so he's just a guy there's not a lot of tape on he's also already 22 years old Um, but I don't know I think that there's some stuff to get excited about especially on his tape he seems capable in the passing game like you know he's never going to be a Christian McCaffrey but I think he can contribute a bit in the passing game at the next level so definitely some stuff to get excited about you know for a lower end prospect.
0: Yeah. The film review portion, I think you have to start with the caveat that I only found three games available. We mentioned he only had six games of regular usage. I mean, he didn't hit double digit carries at all in his first season with Oklahoma. So, There's not a whole lot to go on, even if you watch all of his games. And we only got to watch a few. When you do start looking at Stevenson, you know, the size stands out. Even if you even before you watch him, he's 227 pounds from his pro day. Uh, Oklahoma listed him at 246. Even he admitted he was never above 235, 236. So you think here's a bruiser, but that's not really what he is. There's certainly some strength to his running But he's not that kind of bully at the point of attack where you watch him and you see these wow power plays where he's knocking tacklers backward. There's a good stiff arm. He's not afraid of contact. But again, I don't don't think he's a bully when he meets potential tacklers. What I did notice was nimble feet for a guy that's his size. He's patient in the backfield, reads blocks, follows those blocks, but also at least in what I saw not so hesitant that it looks like a problem we'll see if that's different in the pros and again it was just three games so I I can't make a full read on it but to me Stevenson looks like a runner that knows his limitations he's trying to find the crease up the middle so that he can hit that he's not trying to bounce outside because that's not his game and that's where he could get caught and knocked backward and even when he does bounce or cut or spin he's moving forward as he does it rather than dancing behind the line, looking for a spot
1: to go. I saw shades of Eddie Lacy watching Stevenson. And, you know, it's a play style comp that the size, like you mentioned, the feet for a big man. Stevenson isn't nearly as strong a prospect as Lacey was coming out. I don't think I wouldn't expect Stevenson to even have the career that Eddie Lacey did, but that's just kind of the guy he reminded me of. Um, he, he did though, farewell in a lot of PFFs advanced stuff. Um, you know, there's 238 running backs in PFFs database for this running back class. Stevenson, eighth among those in PFF rushing grade, ahead of Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. Um, Fifth in uh, missed tackles, fourth per attempt, 40th out of those 238 in yards after contact per time. So even in a good system for running backs, I mean, he, he was doing a lot beyond the blocking that was, you know, given to him.
0: Yeah. And I think a part of that was reading the blocks and finding the space where he could do that instead of trying to create on his own. We'll see what he has in the passing game as well. There wasn't a whole lot to see. The 18 catches is a good number for for what he, for the time he had at Oklahoma this past mm-hmm. season, but Uh, The only receptions that I saw were just the swing pass check down variety. So he looked comfortable enough on those, you know, I think we'll have to see what his NFL team and coaches have to say about his potential in that area. I didn't see him split out wide other than the Florida game. Again, I only saw three games, so maybe he did in some other games. I did see him split out wide a couple times there, motioned out one time in that game, only saw one target among those three opportunities. So again, just something that I haven't seen pass protection wise, he seemed to have a good level of experience in that, you know, plenty of reps in his time at Oklahoma with that. And it was willing. I didn't think he really stood out either way, good or bad as a pass protector, but it's at least not going to be new to him when he gets to the pros, even though he really only spent half of the season as a feature type back for college on the fantasy outlook. I think Ramon J. Stevenson is the kind of guy who's going to be more dependent on his landing spot for upside than some other running backs, you know, and it just kind of goes along with the style of back that I think he is. The pro football focus comp was Michael Bush. I think that's fair. I think a Michael Bush career would be a good outcome for Stevenson. I mean, anybody who had Darren McFadden back in his Raiders years knows and probably hates Michael Bush because he was stealing work from Darren McFadden throughout that span getting 120-plus you know, carries a year, getting somewhere around 30 receptions a year, just kind of a pain to Darren McFadden. I think that would probably be an ideal setup for Stevenson, is splitting a backfield you know near evenly with somebody who can complement his style. I also thought of Deontay Foreman when I watched him. And I think, for me, that speaks a little bit to your expectations for the running back. Because when I watched Deontay Foreman for his scouting report, It was after he ran the faster-than-expected 40 and after he posted this terrific speed score at his size, and Ramondre Stevenson is not quite as big as Foreman, but when I watched Foreman, I was like, I don't think he's as good as the numbers say. I went into Stevenson without the same expectations. I thought, okay, this guy looks pretty good, and the other guy that I thought of in that vein is Benny Snell, where... You know, right now it's like, oh, Benny Snell. That would be a crappy outcome for Ramondre Stevenson. But when I watched Benny Snell's Kentucky tape heading into the NFL, I was like, oh, okay, this guy's got a little bit. And then he landed in the fourth round, which I think is probably where Ramondre Stevenson is heading.
1: Yeah, I like Stevenson as a prospect better than than Benny Snell. Um, they are similar from a size athleticism standpoint. You know, uh, four six three forty for Stevenson as pro day. He, you know, he's he's not going to win with speed. Um, I, I think he's. I think he's a two-down back at the next level. Like, he, he you, know, you set comfortable in the passing game. I think that's a good word. You know, he he, he can do it when he's on the field. I think, you know, he, he's probably not going to be on the field in obvious passing situations for his NFL team. But he could lead an NFL team in carries for a few years. He, you know, should be an NFL team's primary, you know, goal linebacker, or at least can be, I think, with his size and power. Um, and, and, you know, that, that that's, that's enough of a potential fantasy starter if he lands in the right spot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks like a handcuff type. Looks like the guy that with an injury ahead of him could be a worthwhile fantasy producer in the right situation. Check out DraftSharks.com for a new profile basically every day up until the NFL draft. Tomorrow is going to be Ole Miss wide receiver Elijah Moore, who I know you're excited about, Jared.
1: Yeah, well, we'll get to him tomorrow, but uh, he's he's another you know guy that you know just speaks to the depth of this wide receiver class. Prospect Scouting
0: Report Series is free to read. Every single report from this year and all previous years, you should lock in your DS Insider access, though, so you can see where all these guys land in our up-to-date dynasty rankings, as well as accessing our 2021 fantasy rankings and MVP board, which are already live for this coming season. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at Draft Sharks. Jared is at Smola DS. I am at ShaufDS. DS. It's S C H A U F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schauf. Saying thanks so much for sitting with us.